0: back to kicks and kicks it's coach steve here only riding shotgun is scotty though nick backing out last minute scott i know he was talking trash about me when
1: i missed those champions league episodes i don't know it's pretty sad when the guy has one cold weekend out of like the last six and he decides to bail on recording the episode just kind of goes to show you nick's true character (laughs) yeah you know i I, he says it's for work but
0: i think it's that oh for three week that he had i think he's hurting he you know he put in here that that was his dud was his bets for the week but really he's maybe our dud of the week here not showing up for the podcast so we're recording literally minutes after a a crazy comeback by Real Madrid in the Champions League to reach the final to play your side Liverpool Scotty. we're not going to focus too much on the Champions League but what did you make of that finish I mean as a Liverpool fan you must have enjoyed watching City
1: crash and burn like that yeah I mean once Liverpool got through the final, it it set things up. There's going to be a storyline either way, right? If if Manchester City make it through and you have a Liverpool versus Man City final, it's kind of what I would say. It's like almost like the culmination of this Pep and Klopp era where you have, you know, the peak teams for each coach or manager going at it for maybe who gets bragging rights over, you know, when you look back 20, 30 years from now, like, you know, who was the, the, the one that finished on top, but we get, Liverpool versus uh, Real Madrid. So obviously the storyline here is the repeat of the Rematch, 2018 yeah. Champions League uh, match that obviously Real Madrid came out on top. Uh, unfortunately for Liverpool, that was the, the match that basically, well, unfortunately for Roma, really, that was the match that that sealed uh, Alisson's fate in, in coming over yeah. to, to Liverpool because Carrius um, had that horrible game and in, in goal. Obviously it had a concussion, kind of contributes to it, but. That basically was the the final nail in, in Carrius's coffin at, at Liverpool, and you know the rest is history. Allison comes in for a record signing at the time, you know, for about a month before Kepa comes in for Chelsea, but uh, and now Liverpool have been this this juggernaut ever since. So it'll be interesting to see. I- I'm, I'm yeah, Alisson,
0: uh, pretty good goalie from what I've from whatever, yeah, <laughs> literally cool. earned Roma like 10 points this season. Uh, he was there on his own, but oh. yeah, and I think Salah will be very motivated, right? He got like oh wrecked by Ramos, Ramos in that match. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and had his collarbone broken right
1: before. Yeah. Uh, I think that was right before either there was some tournament, it wasn't the World Cup, was it 2018? Yeah, 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 yeah. World yeah. Cup, right before the World Cup, so I think yeah. there was like concern over whether or not he could play in that too. so. Um, yeah, I think Salah's got a chip on his shoulder for this one. I think uh, Klopp will have a chip on his shoulder, and you know Ancelotti is his record speaks for himself. So I think that'll be a, an interesting one.
0: Yeah, so there. Yeah, like you said, there are storylines either way. I think Ancelotti's the big one for Real Madrid. Uh, this was going to be Nick Stud, but we'll point it out here. He is now the first manager to win the top five leagues. I was surprised he hadn't done Spain before because he had had that spell at Madrid before. I guess yeah. that was the Barcelona It coincided with the Barca yeah.
1: years. So yeah.
0: And uh, I think he, he could be the first manager to win four times, I think, if he wins this one. So yeah. that's a big storyline there. Uh, the Italian manager could could really make a and name for himself
1: even more than he's done already. It's also, you know, the two most successful clubs in Europe over the last five or six years in terms of yeah. European competitions. You know, Madrid, we know that they had the three-peat. Uh, Liverpool had a uh, the title after that. So uh, I think it'll be, uh, you know, adds a, just a little extra layer to the drama. But... Uh, stay tuned we'll we'll be having our champions league preview match uh coming or sorry episode coming out sometime next week so we'll go through all the ins and outs of what the team sheets will look like what the odds are looking like and and where you should be putting your money
0: yeah we got a few weeks before that i think i'll I'll close with this on the champions league i think it's so gratifying seeing the big oil rich clubs like um, psg and city continuously choke in the champions league
1: yeah it's it the fact that Manchester City are going yet another year without having their, you know, coup de grace uh, is, is definitely satisfying, but I think if there's ever going to be a year next year, is going to be it for them. If assuming they get Holland in and they'll still have De Bruyne in his prime and their defense is still looks like it's going to be relatively intact. So it's good that, you know, there's a chance here for, for Liverpool or Real Madrid to pick, to get one. Cause I think next year Manchester City has, the potential to be a, a true blue juggernaut uh, in, in Europe and in domestic competitions.
0: Yeah. So as we move to studs and duds, I'll just say it right here, since we're on the topic, my dud of the week, I literally just put this down <laughs> Manchester city, because how can it be anybody but Manchester city giving up a goal in the 90th. And then the 91st, literally, I was listening to the game in the car, Scott, on the way home from work, Listening to the most of the, say the last 30 minutes of regular time, I get out of the car in about the 88th minute. I walk in the door, say hello to my wife and son. And then a text is going off in my, my, my pocket from you and Nick. And I look and it's like Real Madrid just happening. I look at this box score, two goals by Rodrigo before I could even get the TV on absolute choke jog by city. They, you know, had the advantage. They were up that goal that they needed to really go up two goals in the tie and they give up to unbelievable. They're my dud of the week.
1: Yeah. We talked about it in the semifinal preview, but you know, Pep has this history of making kind of head-scratching decisions. I don't know that we can entirely blame him for that result. I mean, that seems like a lot of the players just switching off in like the 90th minute, but bringing on Grealish over Gabriel Jesus, who is, you know, doing a lot of defensive work from a forward. Meanwhile, Grealish is not exactly known for being the guy that's going to be tracking runs, you know, all the way from his attacking third into the defensive third. And uh, that's that's an odd one. Um, you know, Gundogan came on. I think he did pretty well, but uh, just a, a really bad look for a team that has you know near infinite depth and uh, a manager that expects you know professionalism for all 93 minutes or whatever to really just shut down the stoppage time like that. Yeah,
0: unbelievable. Up Two goals, too, to turn off like that's yeah. unbelievable. Big time, so, to- Scott. Maybe start with your dud since I started with my dud. What do you, who's your dud? Because they're related Whoa. here in the Premier League. Yeah, my, my dud, I,
1: I couldn't decide whether there should be a solo dud or a team dud, but it's going in the same area. It's it's, it's Chelsea and, and Azpilicueta. So Azpilicueta was the the captain for the Chelsea team that lost one nothing to Everton. Uh, a win or a draw there really would have buried Everton's chances of getting out of the relegation zone. They're still in it, but they're within reach. Uh, Azpilicueta, you know, speaking of switching off, it, Shortly after the start of the second half, receives the ball at the top of his box, kind of switched off for a second, uh, gets, has a really bad turnover that lets for Charleston in, clean on goal, gets the first goal. And then the reason why I think it might even be a, a team dud is just the fact that Chelsea didn't respond after that. There was just no real offensive output. It didn't really look threatening at all during the course of the match. And now Everton still have, have a, a little bit of life left in them. Match um, in hand too. Match in hand, and I think you know we were looking at it. Burnley has looked really strong. I don't, I wouldn't be so concerned, but Leeds has now dropped back yeah. into it. So I, I think if if Everton is going to catch somebody, it might just be Leeds. So Chelsea, you get my dut of the week. I think more so maybe Palaqueta, but either way, it's it's for the same reason. You can't lose one nothing to Everton when they're awful, four awful, four points up below the relegation zone, and, and all but out of it. Nick has officially, I think,
0: added Chelsea to his no bet slip. Oh. Uh, banned from his bed slip along with Juve and a couple
1: other teams because yeah, they can't they do did it. him
0: dirty this week.
1: <laughs> can't do it. I mean, Chelsea, I, I tried to warn him. I said, Chelsea's been struggling the last few weeks. They had that 7 to nothing or 7-1 to one victory over Southampton, and then ever since, they've been struggling to score goals. So I, it, it was bound to happen, but still, you would think that, you know, Tuchel would have been able to get them together at least at halftime and say, like, you know, we got to get something out of this because yeah. you are in the third place right now, but with the way that Tottenham and, and Arsenal have been playing. Tottenham slipped up a little bit, but they seem to be rebounding after this weekend. Can't take that for granted. Yeah, within only five points, with four matches five, left. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see. And uh, who's your stud? My stud, uh, for the exact opposite reason, one with Napoli starters. Now, if you are a fan of Serie A, you know that Napoli absolutely dismantled Sassuolo six to one. Could have been like seven, eight, nine to one. Really, they had just oh, chances it was, it was left bad. and right. I mean, this match was over in the first 15 minutes. I think it was 2-3-0 in the first 15 minutes. But the crazy thing about this is this wasn't just, you know, uh, Ossiman or Insigne having a a crazy match getting hat tricks or whatever. This is a full-team effort. Every outfield starter except for Anguisa had either a goal or an assist. So all four starting defenders, two of the midfielders, and then each of the uh, attackers all had at least a goal or an assist, which is pretty impressive. So you have – Talk about nine guys contributing either goal or assist for six goals. That really speaks to a true just team effort to me. So they get my stud of the week. Well deserved.
0: Yeah. I I had Sassola draw no bet. I took a shot at him because it was like plus six hundred. Sassola's <laughs> had a knack for beating big teams this year. I was like, yeah, at least maybe they pull a draw or some two-two. I expected goals, but <laughs> that that game was three-nothing by the 19th minute. Yeah. It was it was long over even before that. Once Napoli got their second, it was just long done. So my stud, I'm staying in CETIA going. On the opposite end of the table, I'm going with Salernitana, who has dug their way out of the uh, last place in the table. They moved up one, last time we recorded, so I think they were up to 19th. Now they're up to 17th in the table, uh, I believe, last check. They're actually, I'm sorry, 18th still. They're 18th, but they do have a match in hand on 17th place. Caliati, they've, in their last four matches, achieved results. The yeah. latest against your favorite, Serie B side, Atalanta. <laughs> Trash. It took, it took an Atalanta, like, 88th minute goal to level it. Um, you know, one one at in Bergamo, huge result. I could have never imagined two months ago saying Salernitana got a draw against Atalanta, even this Atalanta week before they beat Fiorentina 2 1. The week before that, beat Udinese on the road, 1 0. Week before that, beat Sampdoria 2 1 on the road. It was almost their fourth straight victory, and they are now putting themselves in a position to, to possibly save themselves from relegation. Uh, Davide and Nicola will probably get like a a statue in the middle of Salerno (laughs) if they, if they avoid relegation because they were absolutely putrid for the first, I don't know, seven months of the season or whatever the season runs for 10 months and maybe seven or eight months of it. So credit to them for getting the, 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 the result, I guess the point. Yeah. um, I mean, I cast a bet chicken ticket, ticket, double chance. I had to draw no bet and double chance because the odds were so high Ended up catching the double chance and, Getting my money back on the draw no bet, and I, I was like within five minutes of cashing. Nice.
1: Yeah, I mean they're having a Burnley like run themselves. Yeah, uh, you're looking at you know the form. You have Venezia with five losses in their last five. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much dead in the water. Genoa has got four losses in their last five, looking pretty grim for them. You mentioned Cagliari. Cagliari has four losses in their last five, so definitely within striking range. And then even above that, Spezia has three losses, one draw in their last five, so if they keep up this, this momentum, I think they could easily get out of the zone and it's going to be uh, either Cagli or, or Spezia that are in, in danger here.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, and we're going to talk about it when we do our Saturday rundown, but they have a we're recording on Wednesday, tomorrow, Thursday, they have that game in hand against Venezia bottom of the table team who now they're favored against at home. And then on the weekend, they play caddy. So they really control their own destiny in the head to head. So you can't ask for much more. If you're a Tana, I remember, I think I gave uh, their, their, DS a shout out to uh, Walter Sabatini back in our like transfer market recap, because they brought in a lot of like veteran out of favor type players like Federico Fazio, who's pretty much watched for like Roma where he wasn't didn't even dress this year. And um, a couple guys like that. And they've worked out because at this level, I guess, you know, you get a veteran couple guys in there that study the team and it's, it's, it's working for him with the manager that knows how to, Coach these kind of teams.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a formula for success when you're when you're trying to get, dig yourself out of a hole. You get in some some veterans who have the poise and the presence, and that can leave the locker room. And you just get a few results here and there, and all of a sudden you have that belief that you know you don't need to go on a seven-game unbeaten streak per se. But you get some wins here, you, you grind out some draws there. And next thing you know, you're safe. So it's all that matters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's move on to the the weekend. We have a big weekend ahead, both in Serie a and the the Premier League, as we get down to the last four matches in the Premier League and the last three in Serie A. So big one this weekend, Scotty. Liverpool, Tottenham, your side trying to stay within touching distance of City with these last four matches. Tottenham trying to stay within touching distance of the top four as Arsenal now kind of controls that their destiny there. What are you looking for in this match?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a big weekend. Um, I think, you know, if you're, you're pulling for Liverpool here, I think there's some signs of concern. Uh, you know, last three or four matches, you could kind of see Liverpool – trying to just cruise through a a result, right? You know, we saw it against Everton where they were a little bit in trouble in the first half, couldn't score a goal, couldn't even get a shot on goal, really. Uh, Then managed to pull out a 2-0 win at the end, get that result, right? We saw it against Villarreal. They start off really slow, really flat, give up that, you know, 2-0 aggregate lead. Now all of a sudden it's 2-2 at halftime. They managed to pull together in the second half, uh, I think that's just a sign of all the matches that they've had to play in April, right? They had, I think, 10, 10 matches in 31 days. Um, it's just adding to the fixture congestion. So I think there's some concern that maybe there's a little bit of fatigue. Uh, the good news is they're playing at home. Anfield tends to give them a bit of a lift. So uh, there's good some good signs there. Tottenham, I think... They're not as flying as hot as they were in March. You know, we were talking about I think yeah. last podcast where you know there was conversations about them having you know the strongest front three outside of Liverpool in, in the league, but uh, hit a little bit of a rough patch. Uh, couldn't score. Uh, lost to Brighton. Drew Brentford. Uh, managed to pull out a win against City this weekend, so maybe might be on the right against Leicester City. Excuse me this weekend, so might be on the on the right track again. But I, I think you know. It, the way that Tottenham's going to set up is they're going to want to counter. They're going to want to get Kulusevsky and Son and Kane running at this back line of Liverpool. Who we've talked about, love the high line. They love to, to play with the offsides trap. Uh, I think there's goals in this game. Uh, I think Liverpool are going to be rotating maybe slightly. Um, they can't really afford to do a full rotation like they did last week uh, against um, Newcastle. So there's going to be some rotation. I'm hoping that they you still see at least two of Salah, Mane, and Diaz. I don't foresee Firmino, who's coming back from injury starting in this one. Jota, I think, will probably get the start, but hasn't really been in the greatest goal-scoring form of late. Um, obviously, gets subbed off at halftime in, in the Villarreal semifinal, and that seemed to make all the difference. Uh, Liverpool went from being on the back foot to, to the front foot once Luis Diaz came in. So keep your eye on that uh, if you're looking at overs.
0: How concerned are you with fatigue? Being that this is a Saturday match after a Tuesday match, and the Villarreal match didn't turn out maybe as easy as we expected it to be. Maybe we thought Liverpool would have cruised a little bit more with the 2 0 lead heading into it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the good news is it's they'll have more rest than they did last week, right? So it's a, a Tuesday followed by or a Saturday followed by a Tuesday, uh, whereas last week it was a Wednesday and a Saturday. Um, they also have the latest possible kickoff you could have It's 2.45 our 245, time. So yeah. 7.45, it's basically a night game um, in England. So I, I think there's ironically like more rest this week than they're used to, but it is, it's just a culmination of, of fatigue. You can start to see it setting in, especially in midfield. Uh, someone like Virgil van Dyke hasn't really gotten a rest at all in April. So, um, you know, does he start in this one? I, I assume he would. It's, it's hard to imagine benching Virgil in a, in a, a a match that could potentially put you ahead in the the, the title race, especially when um, Harry Kane's lining up against your defense. Right. Yeah. And you got to figure, you know, they clock has been trying to rotate the, the wing backs and then Robertson and, and Arnold, um, so I, I hope that they both start because, you know, that Son and, and Kluzevsky are going to be, you know, pushing down the wings and, and you need to have somebody that's tracking them. But even in this Villarreal match, you can see Robertson starting to show a little bit fatigue, too, because, you know, he, he's had a few uh, uncharacteristic mistakes in the first half, didn't track his runners uh, that literally led to the first goal. Uh, so it'll be cur- I'm curious to see what Klopp does, how he handles this. Um, and it's not even like you get a rest, you know, now that all the European matches are, are pretty much done until the final they still have that Tuesday matchup against Aston Villa that they have to make up from when the uh, semifinal of the FA cup was played against Manchester city. So there's no rest for the weary in this one. Um, yeah. Is gonna, it's going to, it's going to show its head. As, you know, Liverpool have been lucky that they haven't had, you know, knock on wood any serious injury concerns so far, but uh, it's, it's only a matter of time. Um, these players are human. And no matter what you do, you're going to have to rotate in some capacity.
0: Yeah. It's going to take some Antonio Conte real good, you know, tactical work—that's what he's known for. Dig in, try to find that counterattack, and we'll see if it works. But you mentioned goals; they do see goals in this one uh, with the bookmakers. I think it was a minus one eighty for over two point yeah. five, so they expect at least three goals, pretty much, in this one. Uh, Liverpool money line minus two twenty, Tottenham plus six hundred, draw plus three ninety. So definitely, the, the bookmakers are favoring Liverpool to take care of business at home and and stay in the title race and and keep up with City, who doesn't have the easiest match of their own. And we'll see how they respond because they're hosting uh, Newcastle who are coming off that loss to Liverpool. That's, you know, tough, tough run of, you know, matches for Newcastle, yeah. but I wonder how much the loss today affects city mentally heading into that one. Like can Guardiola get yeah. them to turn it around that quickly yeah. before Sunday?
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, I think a really good point. I mean, we talked about it in the preview for the, the Liverpool Newcastle game last week, but Newcastle have had the second best record since January 1st, they've been in better form than Manchester city. Uh, I think that game against Liverpool kind of showed that they're still pretty fresh and, uh, you know, they're still geared up, even though they're safe. They're not, you know, fighting for their their survival anymore. They still have enough motivation to really try to, to grind out a result. Uh, and I think, you know, City could definitely be in trouble. I think this weekend is outside of maybe the final weekend uh, of the the season, probably the one that has the biggest chance to impact the the title race in some way where you could see one of the two sides slipping up.
0: Yeah, and neither match is easy, I think, for either side. And Newcastle, you know, will be fully rested. Coming off the tough loss, like we mentioned, but they've been in a pretty good run of form, second best in the league since the new year. And, you know, City with that, you know, sometimes that mental hangover can happen because you just blew the Champions League semifinal. That's going to wear on you a bit uh guys had to play extra time That's an extra 30 minutes on the lakes for some of those players and you know i don't know how much this will change because we're reporting so quickly after but right now money line man city minus 600 newcastle plus 1400 (sighs) draw no bet plus a thousand like it's almost worth a shot at draw no better a double chance in this one
1: yeah and definitely a double chance would be a good one i mean even if you're looking at like taking a, a little bit of spread you could take a newcastle plus one which is what i took last weekend uh, against when they played Liverpool, just because I knew that that fatigue was going to set in and that Newcastle is going to keep things close. So yeah, I would absolutely consider a Newcastle plus one again. Uh, I think that's a pretty good bet. They, they aren't a team that's going to get blown out by anybody right now in the, in the form that they're in. And like you said, coach, I mean, the, the, the mental fatigue and the emotional drain that you feel after letting a potential trip to the champions league final slip through your fingers in the last three minutes of a game. Yeah. I don't think you can discount that. Um, you you know, I also don't think you can discount Pep turning that into like a motivational thing That's the other. this is all that we have left to play for. If you're really mad about letting those last three minutes, you know, change your fate in the champions league. Like let's not let the last three or four matches of the premier league, you know, ruin our chances at the title. Yeah. That's the other side of the
0: coin, right? They could could come out angry and just pound Newcastle and, and really come out with all their class that they do have. And, and, play to these lines that are, are out there from the bookmakers. Right. Yeah. You mentioned the double chance, even that's like, plus I think 400, I just saw 450. Yeah. So, you know, there's a little bit of chance to make money in Newcastle, but it really depends on how city responds. Uh, just a couple other matches to keep an eye on in the premier league this weekend. Arsenal hosts leads as they try to remain fourth place ahead of Tottenham, no matter Tottenham's result, those two teams do play head to head next week in the midweek. That'll be a big head to head. So it really depends on yeah. if Tottenham could keep it within the two points that they are would be, really big in the relegation battle. Burnley hosts Villa and um, Leeds is involved with Arsenal. Like we said, Everton goes to Leicester City. Leicester will be coming off the Conference League match against Roma tomorrow. We'll see how Oof. that match plays out. Maybe they're they're not really so motivated or rested. Maybe Everton can find a way to sneak out another result. That's something to keep an eye on too.
1: Yeah, I think no one's going to be riding higher right now than, than Everton. I mean, uh, you're talking about a one nothing victory over Chelsea to Keep you at least within in a fighter's chance of of, of safety. Uh, the scenes at the stadium at Goodison Park last weekend were pretty insane. Um, I think the the commentary that you saw on Twitter was was pretty spot on in terms of what it was, how that that game uh, impacted fans' beliefs in, in this team and the squad to stay up for another for at least another season. I would assume that they would be able to invest maybe smartly this the summer, but um, I think that'll be interesting. Uh, Arsenal leads got to keep an eye on because this is the weekend that Arsenal can really make their claim for fourth place. And, yeah. and, and almost, I don't want to say make the the North London Derby irrelevant, but lessen the potential impact on that. Because if Liverpool do get the result against Tottenham this weekend and Arsenal are able to take care of business against the Leeds team that's suddenly in, in relegation danger of themselves, now you're looking at bigger It could move gap. to five points, right? Yeah. I mean, that and, would be huge. that means even
0: if they lose the North London, London Derby, you're within two with three matches Or you less.
1: just... Play for the draw, right? A yeah. draw there, you keep that five point. You hold Serb, and now all of a sudden, uh, Tottenham have to make up five points in three yeah. matches. It's, yeah, it's tough. So or I think it'd be two matches that by after two matches, matches. You're right. Yeah. Yep, yeah. two matches. So I, I think you got to keep an eye on that one. Um, I, I think Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal play after uh, the Tottenham Liverpool mm-hmm. game, so they'll know the result and they'll know what's on on the line. Now, flip side is, let's say you know Tottenham do get that result. Now, all of a sudden, there's a huge amount of uh, of, of pressure on Arsenal to deliver something against Leeds and. It'll be interesting to see how they respond.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, moving to Italy, similar kind of situations where we have a close title race, uh, top fours out of the play, but the relegation battle also interesting with Salernitano, who I mentioned. So Milan leads Inter by two points after Inter blew that game in hand last midweek against uh, Bologna. Absolutely awful goal given up as the keeper misplayed a ball and it was a tap-in winner for Bologna. So Inter's match in hand is no longer... Inter one on the weekend, Milan one on the weekend. So it's still two points separating those two sides. Um, Milan is ho- uh, at Hellas Verona. Not an easy match. Hellas no. can be tough on the big teams. Goals like are plenty. Seen. Yeah. And Inter hosts Empley on Friday afternoon. Inter, you would think, would would kind of run all over that Empley side. Empley gives up goals uh, pretty, pretty much in the second half of the season. They haven't been so stout. Um, so we'll see if it stays two points or if maybe Hellas makes things interesting. Inter had a tough match against Udinese this past week and they right. just got by two, one and it was another one that Nick was not happy with how things played out there. Um, so the that's most, what it's, yeah, go the, ahead, Scotty.
1: The most serious thing that can happen with this is Milan dropping points to Verona yeah. and Inter picking up a, a win, uh, uh, over Empoli and now all of a sudden Inter's back in it again yeah like, uh, like, it, like Milan everything-
0: draws at Hellas and then Inter wins in they're level with two yeah. matches left that would that would be
1: the way the season's going it, every everything has just been back and forth and like neither team can really take take hold of it I and mean, again we said Verona no no pushover but if you're Mike Milan and you have the chance to really just like start to add a little bit of separation uh, you should be able to take that chance against a team that's mid-table, uh, but the way that the league has played out so far this year, I would expect there to be some some struggles uh, in this one.
0: Yeah, just if you're looking at the betting lines, Inter huge favorites minus seven hundred, Empoli p- plus fourteen hundred in that one. So that you kind of they they see what we see there. But uh, Hellas plus three thirty at home, Milan minus one thirty on the road. Uh, still pretty heavy favorites, probably considering their table position and what they're playing for. But Verona could be tough. Plus 215, draw no bet. Could be something to keep an eye on. Goals could be something to keep an eye on. Maybe an over 2.5. Could I could definitely see that happening in that I think match.
1: Over 2.5 or both teams to score would probably yeah. be the, uh, the best bets there.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the over 2.5 right now. is minus 140, not a bad one.
1: Yeah, I think so that's got every chance of hitting.
0: Real quick, both teams to score. We're looking at, where is it? Hellas. Uh, minus 160 both teams to score.
1: Yeah. So I, I think you could hit, you could take both of those and they're either going to hit or they're not. So yeah, I, w- I would load up on both of them. Uh, and I think you got a pretty good chance. Yeah.
0: The the top four races wrapped up after Juve won last week. They're now 10 points clear of Roma with three matches remaining. So they have clinched a Champions League spot, which we predicted way back at the yeah. beginning of this podcast, early credit in 2022. To us calling
1: that in January, more specifically Nick, but we'll take credit for it because he's not here. So. Yeah. That's and they,
0: they could actually jump Napoli. They're only a point behind Napoli now with uh, three matches left. So it could be Napoli finishing fourth, uh, which would have been pretty unexpected a couple weeks ago. But they did drop some results, even with that 6-1 win this weekend. And Juve yeah. is on their tails. And I think, you know, we talk about Allegri a lot. I think I saw at this point in the season with three matches left, Juve has the same point total as they had last year under Pirlo. So no improvements, but I guess not really a, a decline either with the, yeah. some good results in recent weeks. The, the race... Sorry, I was going to say, yeah. just say, Napoli's remaining
1: schedule, pretty, pretty, pretty weak. They got yeah. Torino, they got uh, Genoa, and then they got uh, Spezia, so yeah. I don't know that Chube will be jumping them, but it was it was a close race for third at the end for, for yeah. Chube, so credit to them.
0: Uh, the, the European race in Italy is more the focus on the Europa League at this point. Roma and Lazio tied at 59, uh, Fiorentina 56, Atalanta 56, Roma plays at Fiorentina on Monday after they play the Thursday match against Leicester. So they get the late kickoff on Monday. That'll be one to keep an eye on Roma. You know, as a Roman fan, I'd be looking to see how they perform tomorrow to kind of think about if what I like in that match or dislike in that match, because similar to city and Liverpool, what goes on in Europe could really affect what goes on, you know, in the so league in the next match.
1: Roma rotated a lot this weekend, heavy rotation. In preparation, obviously, for the match yes. tomorrow, do you think that there's any chance of rotation, regardless of result, this weekend for Roma? Like, it, that could be an opportunity to try and get ahead of the curve and say, like, listen, if if at this point, you know, what does Roma have really to play for besides, you know, uh, I mean, uh, what's?
0: I think it depends on the result because if they win, they're in the final. They have that path to the Europa League. Europa. So there the, could be rotation yeah, there. The, the Conference League carrot is you automatically qualify for yeah. Europa League, which is really a lot more attractive for some of those smaller league teams that are in the Conference League than a, maybe a Serie A team or a Premier League team like Leicester or Roma but you look at Leicester they're in 10th place right that that's their shot at Europe and you look at Roma they could qualify through the league route if they handle their business but if they don't then you know maybe not so i think if they if they were to fall tomorrow to leicester i think then marino is definitely playing as many of his starters that are rested you know, enough to play because then you need that fifth place. So you lose to Fiorentina, they're level with you. Oh, and true, it, they, true. Yep. It, things, get, things get dicey in the league because fifth and sixth right now in Serie A qualify for Europa League with um, the Coppa Italia winner already in the Champions League. And so
1: there's, there's Lazio just hanging around.
0: Lazio's hanging around. So <laughs> right now the odds are that it's Roma and Lazio, right? If Roma draws Fiorentina, at least on Monday, it becomes very difficult for Fiorentina to beat them because then it's three points in the last, two matches and Roma plays, uh, Venezia. And I, th- I think, I can't remember the last one, but it's also not like a big side. So Roma would be favored to kind of finish the job. Um, Atalanta that, that draw to salernitana really hurts them. They're also three back. So we'll see how they finish the season. I know Lazio does have a match,
1: I believe against Juve coming they up. Got, so. Yeah. They got Juve and they got Verona. So not exactly a, a cakewalk yeah. to, to end the season
0: and Atalanta after this weekend against Spezia they play Milan so they could they could even be party crashers this year and uh spoil the Scudetto hopes of Milan next weekend well, that's something to keep an eye on as well which we'll probably talk about um and then of course the relegation battle i mentioned is going to be big tomorrow Salernitana Venezia they win that they jump Calyde who just fired Walter Mazzotti, their manager um so cali to be looking for the new manager bounce so learning will possibly be looking just to get a result to stay ahead of cali by a point so uh it's learning at home one to keep an eye on we'll see how that plays out but keeping an eye on on them which i never thought i'd say a couple months ago
1: yeah i mean we're down in it we're, we're in may so this is where you know champions league hopes are, are either made or, or relegation battles are lost so it's, it's yeah crunch time well,
0: when we're wrapping the season about three weeks from now, we might be looking at Burnley and Salernitana staying up and discussing the fact that those two teams against all odds were able to, yeah. to stay up, which
1: would yeah. be very impressive. Burnley had like two points going into December. It was crazy. Yeah.
0: So that, that's our kind of roundup for the EPL and Serie A this week. And our hat trick of picks. since Nick's not here, I guess we'll just kind of run through his real quick. He is guaranteeing a 3-0 weekend. That's... Yeah. That's a bold statement from someone who I believe went zero and three last weekend. So,
1: <laughs> reverse the curse. <laughs> reverse the
0: curse. You might want to fade Nick's picks at the rate he's been going. But uh, just real quick, he has money line United draw no bet at Brighton oh, minus one twenty.
1: That reeks of desperation. Betting on United, just especially draw no bet, just tells yeah. me that you you are are desperate for something.
0: Uh, yeah, and and Brighton could be tough at times. We've seen yeah, that. Yeah,
1: Brighton had a good result, so I mean, I think they. uh, they won what three? I want to say 3 0 this weekend, or maybe 3 1. Um, so they, they are absolutely capable of scoring and getting by teams that uh, are trying to, to take it. maybe.
0: Yeah, they beat uh, Wolves 3 nothing on the road. 3 0
1: 3 0. There you go.
0: Against a sound defensive side yeah. for the most part. So we'll
1: Rischy see, play. we'll see, Nick.
0: We'll see if the, <laughs> the Pinaldo bailout comes through for him or not. Um, his total, he's actually with the team total, Juve at Genoa. Uh, Juve team total oh. over 1.5. Minus 110. He's unbanning them from the bet slip, he says, because Again, Genoa desperate. is that bad. Desperate. And he sees them bagging two minimum here. So, Oof. wow. banning The teams that he's banned from the bet slip, pulling them out. Nick is in desperation mode as he looks to go 3-0. and uh, And then his prop pick is over 10 corners, even money. Sassuolo Udinese. Uh, he expects corners galore in this one. He has to hit one, and this is the one. He said he continue to take corner props until it hits. Nah. The number is so stupid high that it has to hit, he says. These
1: are the words of a desperate gambler right now. I think you got to fade all three of these. I think that's like again, if you're going to be that desperate and go with United, Juve, who you've banned eight different times, and then yeah. continue your, to go in on corners that you haven't won one of. Yeah, is, this is a fade fade day for Nick. Man, so Scott, you're you're coming in with a clear ahead. Who who are yeah. your picks? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I finally got off the snide last weekend. I had a nice two zero and one weekend. So uh, starting off with my money line pick. Uh, I know this didn't work out for you, coach, taking a team draw no bet at plus 600, uh, but I'm going to try and and recreate that, but hopefully to some success. I'm taking Wolves draw no bet at Chelsea. uh, Like I said, plus 600 talked about it when we talked about the Chelsea result. They just haven't been that great lately. You know, they, they had a, obviously they fell to to Real Madrid. I think that kind of, you know, tampered some of their, their momentum. They, They had a pretty big win against Southampton in the middle of April, and it's been pretty much all downhill from here. Uh, I don't see them bouncing back in any significant way. Uh, Wolves also have not been, you know, the hottest. We just talked about them losing three out of Brighton, but haven't really gotten results uh, outside of that. So I-, I think in this case, plus 600 Toronto bet is, is really good value against a team specifically that is, you know, down in the dumps a little bit with Chelsea, but uh, Wolves solid defensively on the, on the normal times, uh, Chelsea not scoring. I think that's a good recipe for success.
0: Yeah, I like those draw no bets when you get a team that has the potential to win at plus 600 because if you draw, you get your money back and you really don't have to put a lot on the line to make a decent profit. You could put 10 bucks and make 60, right? Yeah. So it's not like, like oh God, I got to throw $100 out to make some money here. So worst comes to worst, you lose a, a small bet. It The potential's there. Like that's what I did with Soler and Itana. I ended up getting my money back, right? Yeah. So that's well, it didn't work out. But then there was one week where I threw a, a bet on Hellas, draw no bet, and they hit against, I think it was Adelant, and I won a nice little little prize so you you got to take those chances sometimes
1: yep and you know wolves have shown that they can beat anybody um you know they they don't back down so expect Mm -hmm. from them a typical strong defensive performance bounce back from brighton against a team that's not scoring much Yep, and then if you can get a goal then that might be it right so that's kind of what i'm banking on um shifting gears moving into my total taking under 2.5 goals scored norwich versus west ham so i took this last week with norwich so i'll repeat what i said then norwich have the worst offense in the premier league uh lowest fewest goals scored by far uh west ham have only scored and scored two plus goals uh only once since march 13th so they're not exactly out here firing all cylinders either uh we also have a midweek game for west ham tomorrow uh big mm-hmm. europa they're behind i think it's frankfurt, uh, frankfurt so they're, gonna, yeah. they're gonna be throwing everything they got at that match and i think regardless even if they win that one i think they're gonna be pretty exhausted so and I they have expect- to travel too they have to go to germany yeah. for that one Yep. So I don't expect a lot of goals in this one. Plus 100 is pretty good value for this. I, I It's almost a rat line to me because when I saw plus 100 for the under here, I, I kind of gasped. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but it's too good to pass up. So under 2.5 Norwich versus West Ham. Uh, and then my prop, I think going a little different here. I don't know if you've taken this prop before, but uh, Arsenal to score in both halves versus Leeds is plus 110. Uh, Leeds, we've talked about it. They've been over City for us for most of the season. Uh, Jesse Marsh came in and kind of righted the ship a little bit, but they've been slipping and now are back into a relegation battle. Uh, depending on what that result is for uh, Tottenham against Liverpool the day before, I think it's going to have all the motivation that Arsenal need to go out and get a result here. So I expect there to be goals plenty in this one. I think they've averaged three goals a game in their last three or four matches. So um, they're in pretty good scoring form here. Uh, and realistically, just again, one goal each half should be pretty doable.
0: Yeah, I think for you, you just have to hope they get one in the first half so then they still need another in the second half or Leeds nicks a goal back so it puts a little pressure on the score. Because, you know, last week I, I hit the over with them against West Ham. They scored both in the first half. But against a team like Leeds, they bleed goals, so it could certainly happen.
1: And I like what they've been doing. They've been bringing in Martinelli in the second half, and it's kind of what Liverpool have done with their front three, where they bring in, you know, Luis Diaz or, you know, uh, Mane or Jota in, in the second half with fresh legs going at a, a pretty tired defense. And you can usually get a goal that way. So I, I would love to see Martinelli coming in the second half and, and causing havoc, uh, hopefully getting me my my second goal that I need.
0: Yeah. I, I like them. I, I like the picks. Uh, I like the draw, no bet. I like to take chances on those sometimes. So, you know, me, I always look for value. And uh, speaking of value, my money line pick, I'm going Salernitana plus 140 hosting Caliati on the weekend. Now they do play Venezia tomorrow. So it is a, a shorter turnaround, but I think if they beat Venezia, they'll come be coming in with momentum. Whereas Caliati is coming in downtrodden uh, interim manager, whoever the caretaker is. I don't even know. I don't even know who they brought in to uh, fill the void from Not outside. Important. Cause I think they, <laughs> they fired his whole staff after too. And it was funny. I saw the, some pettiness from the owner. He, it was a like one line statement. Like we have, you know, release Walter Mazzari from his duties, and one one letter. The next letter was like, "We want to thank the whole staff for their their work <laughs> with the club, and good luck on their next ventures." But we've released them too, so some pettiness there. So clearly, Mazzari was rubbing people the wrong way. So the the locker room probably not in the best shape either. I'm going Slernitana plus 140. Uh, you could even look at them drawing no bet. I think was still like minus 150. So yeah. it's still good value there. Um, just keep an eye on what they do tomorrow against Venezia. My total, I'm going Juve at Genoa. I'm going under two and a half goals okay. at minus 120 because Genoa does not score much, but they also don't concede a lot. Uh, they're the lowest scoring team in Serie A. Juve, I think, has the third best defense. I could see this. I can see Nick's pick hitting, and I can see this going to nothing. I could also see Juve getting one and then just, you know, kind of kicking the ball around and, and not doing much. But uh, I I really don't see more than, than three yeah. goals. And this is one of the few Serie A matches this year where the under is actually... Uh, A lower minus than the over. The over was only minus one hundred and five, so that kind of speaks to the way these two teams have been playing this year. Yeah,
1: we call Um, this the fade Nick special. So yeah, so I guess if fade Nick,
0: if Juve is banned, I guess this this is betting Genoa (laughs) just being that bad, right? Um, and my prop Nick used the team total as his total. I used as a prop. I'm going Udinese at Sassuolo for their team total over one point five goals at minus one hundred and five. Uh, Udinese has been playing very well lately. Uh, Surprisingly, have moved up to twelfth in the table. Uh, when they they changed managers recently they actually 2 weeks ago beat fiorentina for nothing um, last wednesday i know they're coming off the loss against inter but inter was always going to be favored in that one and for the most part when they, is they've scored in 3 of their last 5 matches over two two goals or more Four of their last 6 5 of their last 7 i'm just flipping through their schedule so 5 of their last 7 they've put up two or more and they're playing a sassuolo side that just gave up 6 yeah. to napoli Uh, Sassuolo, I would, I would expect goals in this one too. There, there was just no value unless you went over 3.5. So I went with the team total. I expect a two, two or a three, two type match in this one. So I'm going to go over 1.5 goals for Udinese. I think there's a pretty good chance they hit that against that Sassuolo back line.
1: Yeah. We need a statistician to back this up, but I feel like the number of times a team has given up six plus goals and then gone on to give up fewer than one goal, one goal or fewer in the following matches is, is pretty few and far between. So yeah, so that's a safe bet.
0: I think so, especially the form that Udinese's offense has been in. They're kind of clicking a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with it, and we'll see how it works out. I don't usually bet team totals, but I think this could be one that could hit. So busy week in Serie a and the Premier League. Of course, Champions League is going to be heading to the final soon, so look out for our episode previewing the final within the next uh, probably week or so. Uh, to give you guys a couple of weeks uh, ahead of time, and keep an eye on our at Kicks Picks Pod Twitter handle for bets that we like. Tweet at us things that you like, and uh, we we'd love if you uh, rate and uh, give us a review of the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week.